Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this song.
In storms you stand in full control Death looks like an empty grave Fear looks like a giant slain Trials look like gifts of grace When I look to Jesus Like a sunflower Keep your eyes on me I will give you life I have set you free Good afternoon everyone This is the Looking Up program My name is Sharissa And we are coming to you live from our studio here in well, it's a very secret place, but it's here in Marsa. Top secret, top is secret. Is it or? Anyway, we're coming to you from a good place in the Newcastle Hunter region area. In Australia. In we Australia. are in Australia somewhere. <laughs> we're here. That's you the thought, You thought Pine Gap was top secret. <laughs> Faith FM is beyond that. <laughs> anyway, I'm joined, as you can hear, by the wonderful Pastor yes. Danny. The crazy Pastor Danny. The crazy Pastor Danny. And the Danny. wonderful Shell. Oh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Who's our producer, and we're so glad that you are joining us for another journey. It's going to be an epic adventure, as it always is. Uh, we've got lots of exciting things to talk about, lots of wonderful things to reflect on as we study the Bible together as well. Today, as uh, after we have our moment on current events, I think you might have some pretty good oh, stuff to talk about. We have got some, like some earth-shattering headlines, like oh. huge. <laughs> Tremendous. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. And uh, after that, we're going to have our Bible study. And we've been continuing uh, just to unpack um, the subject of the Sabbath in Scripture, which is such a big one. And I don't think we'll probably ever fully do it on this program. But today we're going to be talking about why the devil hates the Sabbath. So we'll talk about some reasons why he hates it. And uh, that's going to be an interesting Bible study. Very interesting. So stay tuned. Don't go away anywhere. That's right. And call your mates, friends, yeah. and enemies to join you. They need to be all tuning in today. It's going to be huge, epic, epic, epic. Absolutely. A reminder that if you would like to um, pick up any of the past episodes, you can always do so on the Faith FM website or the Faith FM app. Get the app. It's really good because it always gives you coverage as so long as you have data. You can browse all the past episodes of this program as podcasts. And not just this program, but every program that happens on the Faith FM station. And there's so much good material here. I often think I'd like to go back and listen to that. So mm. you can. That's the good news. And I want to give a shout out to Lynn, who's just texted us. And I spoke with her actually earlier today. Uh, it's good to have you joining us, Lynn, listening in um, from Glendale. So God bless you and all of the others who are joining in as well. So yeah, do you have a good weekend? We were all together actually this yeah, past we weekend. Yeah, we were. We were at the flagship Seventh-day Adventist Church in Australia, Memorial, as Pastor Vadim called it. Yes. <laughs> to the beautiful people. That's right. Memorial Church. And what were and, we uh, doing there? Uh, we, were, we were doing the Faith FM show for the Sabbath School program from 9.30 to 10.30. It was, um, yeah, it was a unique experience. We hadn't done that before, but it was great. And I think it was well received. Mm-hmm. No one threw anything at us, which was great. They probably can't throw that hard anyway. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carry well, on, carry on. I think we song. need to listen to a song on this note. It's called The Stone Was Rolled Away and it's brought to us by Newtown. They took him down from Calvary's tree in Joseph's tomb.
Newtown bringing to us the stone was rolled away and I'm so glad that the stone was rolled away and you should be too because Jesus is risen and he is alive forevermore. You're listening to the Looking Up program and before we continue just want to let our listeners know that there is a giveaway today but there's only seven copies of it so you want to be listening for the code word which we'll release a little bit later in the program. Today's giveaway is a lovely little book entitled and Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times, and it's written by one of our favorite preachers, actually, Mark Finley. Oh, wow, yes. Yeah. Indeed. I'll just read to you a little blurb here. The past is still with us. All of us live with the consequences of choices we made back then. What choices are you making today, and how do you want to live your life in the future? Well, this book will answer those questions, and it will help you understand Bible prophecy, find faith and hope, explore the power of prayer, survive Armageddon, these are things that you will really want to dig into as you get this little book. So be listening for the code word, which we will give out just a little bit later in the program. But at this point, Pastor Danny, where would you like to take us as we reflect on these current events that cause us to want to look to Jesus? Mm, even amen. More? Amen. And yes, you are, you are right. The more we see world events pointing to these final movements in human history, the more we need to be looking up. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot to cover today, and I'm not sure how much of it we will get to cover because we want to move into our Bible study time. But we're going to look at um, some news items making news here in Australia to begin with from a prophetic point of view, and then also we're going to take a look at what's taking place in the United States. There has been a, a very interesting one-hour-plus speech by the one and only Donald Trump right? to the Religious Broadcasters Association gathering there in Tennessee. And so fascinating rhetoric coming out of his mouth that we want to cover from um, yeah from a Biblical prophetic point of view, he probably doesn't have any idea some of the things that he was sharing and how prophetic they are in nature. But let's let's start off with our own backyard. This was uh, this story was sent to me by my sister Lydia. Oh, yeah? yeah, so she's probably listening right she now. She might too. be listening, and she sent this through in a text message. It was. Um, I should tell everyone the number. Oh, yeah, yeah, do that. 0488817624 is our studio number if you want to send in a comment or anything like that. Yeah, so she sent this Instagram link, story, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. I'm not an Instagram. I don't even know what you call it. Um, Anyway, regarding what had just taken place in Queensland, and that is uh, the Supreme Court uh, there in Queensland had uh, made a decision, the judge had made a decision that Queensland's mandatory COVID vaccines order was unlawful. I did see that. Yes. So that 
that's the first we have had in Australia. That's groundbreaking, and uh, they're not quite sure how that's going to go. So I did a little bit of looking into that. Just wanted to make sure my sister was not sharing with me <laughs> some fake news uh-huh. um, because, you know, it's out there. Because this was tweeted, I guess, by a senator, uh, Senator Rennick. He tweeted that. He said, you know, vaccine mandates have been ruled unlawful. It's been a long time coming, but today a little bit of justice has finally been served. And he goes on and says, congratulations to the brave police officers and paramedics who stood up to the tyranny of the state government and their minions who violated people's human rights. So anyway, that was from Senator Rennick. So I figure, you know, the guy should know yep. <laughs> uh, what's true and what's not. But anyway, so I did a bit of research and sure enough, yeah, according to um, the an ABC story uh, that highlighted this, a Queensland judge ruled the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for frontline workers was unlawful. What comes next? was the question in the title. And so this is this is going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. This uh, this campaign was was funded by Clive Palmer. He wow. was one of the key fund uh, key funders of this campaign. Apparently Clive Palmer says it cost him about 2 to 3 million dollars in legal costs, you know, to to bring it to this point. And so, yeah, so we'll have to see where things go. Um, this was Justice Glenn Martin who, who made this ruling uh, saying that the policy of the Queensland government breached part of the Humans Ro- Human Rights Act. Mm. So it may have been a bit of a technicality. I don't know. But either way, either way, that, that decision was made. So now, you know, what, what happens now? Will they be seeking compensation? Um, will there be reinstatements? I don't know if these um, paramedics and police officers have been reinstated mm-hmm. or not. I'm not quite sure. Uh, the Queensland government is wondering what to do next, you know, whether they're going to appeal this or not. Uh, is this going to – well, this has set a precedent here in Australia. Will other industries in other states follow? We don't know where this is all going to go and how will this impact other potential pandemics? Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot at stake here. So we're going to watch this space and I'm sure there's going to be a whole heap more – coverage on this but certainly how does this connect with bible prophecy well i i truly believe regardless of what stand you take or don't take on the vaccine i've been very clear the stand that i took mine was a pro-conscious pro-choice stand Mm -hmm. i was never either for or against i never spoke out on either i made my own choice but i was respectful of everybody's choice and i didn't and i didn't you know, have have anything to say to anyone, regardless of what their choice was. I was always pro-choice and pro-liberty of conscience because I believe God has given us the liberty to choose freely what we will do with our bodies, mm-hmm. you know, and how this impacts our health because I believe that spiritual health and physical health are entwined. They are connected because God made us in his image as as holistic four-dimensional beings. That's right. You know, Physically, spiritually, socially, mentally, you know, to, to grow in all those ways. So anyway, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see where that goes and um, and how all this develops. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. And uh, I'm glad you were able to share that with us. It's it's nice to have this sort of research coming out after the stressful time. That Almost many, two years. Yeah, two years, a very yes. stressful time that many people had during mm. that time. And uh, yeah, 
God willing, it won't happen again, but <laughs> with the way things are going, I anticipate more interesting times ahead. Well, um, well on yeah. that, yeah. we've got um, uh, just at the World Economic Forum this mm-hmm. year in January, the World Health Organization, the, the, the chief can't remember what's his name Tedros I think it is yeah some, something I think it's Tedros uh, he he said it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, when? and they're calling it disease uh, X disease X yeah. so they're saying disease X is on the horizon how far on the horizon we don't know um, what kind of impact it will have we don't know so these kind of rulings um, really I guess help prepare governments certainly here in Australia as to how to respond because you know, this was kind of it was brand the, new to the, everybody. The, the first time in a hundred years that we had had a pandemic. <laughs> That's right. Um, and the world had changed an incredible amount since what 1918, 1919, when we had our previous, you know, worldwide pandemic. And so, you know, as politicians kept saying, you know, there's no rule book. Mm. We don't have a rule book, uh, so we're sort of just going with what we believe is best. And so, yeah. There have been, I'm sure, lots of learning, so we need to be praying. But certainly liberty of conscience, liberty of conscience is going to be the key item at the end of time. We know that. Mm -hmm. And in that book that we continually promote, The Great Controversy, Mm -hmm. Chapter 35, that 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 is the springboard of that end time section, Liberty of Conscience Threatened Threatened, is Chapter 35. I was actually... um listening to a little video this morning it's by lineage journey it was on the great controversy Mm. in the history of it and it was actually um in 1858 at a funeral Mm -hmm. on the 14th of march uh it was a funeral for a little child that she had this vision that was the first vision about this the The whole two-hour vision yeah not exactly the best time to have a vision but it was it was appropriate in the sense that it explains the hope that we have mm. beyond death, beyond this, the pain in this world with the coming of Jesus at the very end. But, um, yeah, I was interested because on the 14th of March, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> something very different is taking place that the New South Wales um, government, parliament, will be debating, at least this is what the plan is, to de- debate a bill that's called the Equality Bill. You know, you've done a bit of research on this now. You've got your head around it. Do you want well, to share? Well, I have, yes. Uh, I, had, I had heard whispers in connection with them, but I did not understand the severity mm-hmm. of this bill. Uh, this bill that is, yeah, as you as you pointed out, it's called sort of the, the Equality Bill, The I think the LGBTIQ plus Equality Bill mm-hmm. um, proposed by uh, Senate, uh, by, by Alex Greenwich. Mm-hmm. He is... Uh, He's one of our politicians here in New South Wales, an independent, and there are major concerns. I'm just going to read to you. This is from Freedom for Faith. They have put out a one-and-a-half-page document uh, listing some of the concerns, some of the big concerns, and I just want to read to you a little. You you did refer to this the other day, but it's important that that, that people – give their voice to this they really need a right because we're we're two weeks away That's right. literally two weeks away from 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 today and this is what it says here in this little um information uh sheet from freedom of faith our concerns the equality bill makes wide-ranging and concerning changes to 20 pieces of new south wales legislation mm-hmm. significant problems with the bill include now at least a number of them undermining religious freedom 
That's right. Okay, right at the top of the list. Um, so let, anybody of faith should really be writing an Absolutely, MP, absolutely. Can we please really um, not vote this through before it's carefully considered separately because they're trying to push a whole lot of things through at once. They are. They are. It's incredible. Just read a little bit to you. That, um, I'd encourage our listeners to go online and to find this all out for themselves. Freedom for faith. It's all on there. Mm-hmm. It goes on and says, the bill hollows out or entirely removes existing provisions in the Anti-Discrimination Act that are designed to allow faith-based institutions to maintain their faith-based character. The bill also removes protections for faith-based schools, Mm -hmm. and that would ring huge alarm bells, especially to the Seventh-day Adventist church because we've got a uh we've got a, a wide one of the largest school systems we have the, the largest protestant school system on the planet mm-hmm. and that includes here in australia it says the bill also removes protections for faith-based schools and other religious institutions so i'm sure the catholics they're going to be having their say and the anglicans and all the others uh, all the you know all the other christian schools that we have out there we have a lot of christian schools uh, outside of the state government schools here in australia i think we have between 30 to 40% of all the other schools are private schools or whether they're faith-based or otherwise, but they are, they're not government schools. This is another one, replacing biological sex with self-identification. The bill allows people to change their sex on their birth certificate whenever they want, regardless (laughs) of biology or surgery. Mm. The bill permits children to conceal changes to their registered sex from their parents. Can you believe it? Your 15, your 16-year-old does not need to tell you. The teachers do not need to tell you. They can just go ahead and support that child to transition through medical and and potentially in the future, if the government allows it, surgical means at the moment that that's that's prohibited for anyone under 18. But certainly they'll be able to do that. Now, further it goes on and says, this places also women's only spaces such as refuges, schools, prisons and places of worship at risk because they will be forced to treat people according to their newly declared sex. So you could have, you know, males walking into female toilets at church, um, wherever. And so this this is of great concern. I'm just going to read because we're we're running out of time and I don't want to sort of go on and on with this. There's so much. Um, Commercial surrogacy. The bill allows and assists the commercialization of surrogacy, including paying disadvantaged women in third world countries to bear a child who is then taken from them and brought to Australia. So that's a concern for many, subverting, subverting the parent-child relationship, which I just pointed out, and I won't take the time to read the entire section here, but I've, I've kind of alluded to that already. Promoting prostitution. The bill protects sex work under anti-discrimination law, making it equivalent to protected attributes such as race and disability, and goes on and on with that. And, um, and basically the conclusion is this bill needs to be rejected in full. Mm. The legislation is 50 pages long, and makes over 80 changes to 20 different pieces of legislation. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a disaster. It, it is, I would say, in my humble opinion, the worst bill when it comes to religious freedom that we have had in Australian history. Wow. And that's saying something. It's Absolutely. Just, it's huge. But anyway. Well, I would encourage our listeners to mm. act on this as well. And I know there's a website that really was helpful for me to find the details to contact my local MP. And it's contactyourmp.org.au. Go there, type in your suburb, and it brings up all that you need. Look, we should listen to a 
a song now that lifts our spirits. It's entitled Amen. We Have This Hope, and it's brought to us by the Emmanuel Quartet. So let's enjoy this. Then we'll have the news, and we'll be right continuing these discussions. We have this hope that burns within our hearts. Hope in the coming of the Lord. We have this faith that Christ alone imparts. Faith in the promise of His Word. We believe the time is here when the nations far and near shall awake and shout and sing Hallelujah, Christ is King. We have this hope that burns within our hearts, hope in the coming of the Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Like a sunflower, keep your eyes on me. I will give you life I have set you free And we are here live on the Looking Up program. It's good to have your company. It's come time for us again to remind you about the giveaway that we have. It's entitled End Time Living. It's a lovely book by Pastor Mark Finley. It's just got all the things you want to know about, things like how to have hope for the future, how to know... Um, how to know more about Bible prophecy, how to learn to put your trust in God, the power of prayer. Uh, all of these things are in this book. And so we will release that code word just a little bit later, Pastor Danny. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. I think so. Just in a little bit of time. So keep this number handy, 0488-817-624. And uh, you'll find that coming useful when it comes time to get the prize. If you're one of the first seven people to oh, do absolutely. so. And look, Mark Finley... He's, uh, he's, he's just a very godly individual that I had the privilege of working under and learning pretty much everything I know about evangelism and running evangelistic programs comes from my six-week crash course with him. Well, if Melbourne, that's all you know, you know two, a lot. 2007. <laughs> he's, he's a wonderful evangelist. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. he's, he's like the, one of the best of the best. You know, Absolutely. praise the Lord. Very humble guy. Yeah. You've, you've met him, I'm sure. Have yes. You? Yes, he's just a lovely guy, a wonderful committed Christian, but he's also a brilliant author. Mm-hmm. He is a brilliant I author. I love the way he thinks, oh. like when he puts it down in paper. It's very logical. It's very much like me. It's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what you wanted to say, but yeah, you, yeah, you kind of yeah. just didn't get it out there in time. So anyway. Well, you got it out there. I just got it out there. <laughs> now, just to, just to finish off on what we were talking yes, about. let's do that. Okay, religious liberty. That is the reason why we're spending so much time is not only does it impact us in the here and now, 
but this will impact us at the end of time. In fact, there's going to be a pendulum swing whereby religion will be legislated and the ones who will be pushing that will be people of faith, believe it or not. At the moment, people of faith are being persecuted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the day is coming when the people of faith will be at the head of the queue, you know, persecuting others of faith. You're talking about the mark of the beast. Yes, crisis. I am. Yes, I am. So we're going to be talking about that, you know, in the from now until Jesus comes because that's that's the direction that we are heading. But yeah. <laughs> excuse me, sorry, that's the well, Malenkov. Yeah, <laughs> well, we always uh, and also like what we were talking about before. This is a wonderful opportunity not only to petition mm. your local MP, but also to pray for them mm, as they PP. go into the parliament. Um, I think you shared this actually and reminded us of this text on Sabbath, First uh, Timothy two two. Mm-hmm. But I'll just read it maybe from verse mm. one and two. It mm-hmm. says, "Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in." authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life mm. in all godliness and reverence. Amen. So this is one of those wonderful opportunities. And if you read verse 3 and 4, the reason why. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm, so Amen. the reason why we need to pray for our politicians mm-hmm. who are the ones who are putting together these laws is so that we can continue to share the good news of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That is why Paul is encouraging us to pray for kings and for prime ministers and for premiers and for all of our elected officials. The extension of our freedoms for the furtherance of God's work. Exactly, in a nutshell. Now, just to tie all this up, uh, this was an interesting email that came through from Michelle Pierce. She is the CEO of the ACL, the Australian Christian Lobby, Mm -hmm. and we've had our friend Wendy um, several times here on our radio program. We'll probably need to have Wendy uh, come again. Well, as in we need to tune into her again. We need to do another interview with her to get an update. And anyway, this is what um, Michelle shares. She says, Pressing on my mind and in my prayers is the sustained and accelerating assault on religious freedoms around our country. There is a domino effect taking place where one by one states and legislators are bowing down either willingly or from a cumulative coercive weight to the prevailing progressive woke agenda sweeping the globe. It's interesting. Mm. She's talking global here, and we know that the pendulum will swing. We know that. And so this is all leading to that. The push to ban special religious education from public schools is the latest domino set to fall, which we cover in this week's news. Anyway, she goes on, she says, the state, and she's talking about New South Wales here, banning religion from state schools is one thing. But potentially, this hasn't happened yet, but it's, you know, there are those who are pushing for it. But the state reaching across to cancel religion in religious schools is an altogether more sinister development. That's what we just talked about. Mm. That's that New South Wales Equality Bill. Yet that is precisely what could happen if the Religious Discrimination Bill, set to be tabled in March, this is on a federal level, you remember that was supposed to be tabled under Scott Morrison and he kept kicking the can down the road until, oops, we've run out of time. And then he tried to, you know, put together some patchwork compromise that the Christians were like, we're going to be worse off with what you're trying to do to compromise to get the Labor Party across the line with you. It was a disaster, a total disaster. Anyway, I'll leave Scott Morrison alone. He's just left Parliament. So um, we'll, we'll leave him alone for the time being. Um, it says, um, let, let me start that again. Yet. Yeah, 
That is precisely what could happen if the religious discrimination bill set to be tabled in March leans towards the dictates of the Australian Law Reform Commission's review recommendations. Check this out. So this is like on a federal level. Christian schools will no longer have necessary protections to make hiring decisions based on their ethos and faith. This could easily be extended to all Christian organizations. So not just the schools, but right across the board. And, um, you know, and, and she goes on and she, and she talks about some of the other disturbing things that are taking place here in Australia. So there is this, you know, global push, as she puts it, um, wow. to, to bring in laws that are anti-God, anti, anti the Bible, anti-morality, and certainly anti-religion and anti-faith. Mm. And so Christians, and not just Christians, but people of faith are being pushed in a corner. And you know the old saying, you push someone into the corner, you keep poking that bear, what's going to happen? It's going to bite you. It's going to bite you. I don't know. Is that how the saying goes? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. Don't go poking bears unless it's a koala bear. And then don't, don't even go, poke, don't even poke the koala bear. They're too cute. But you know what? They can really scratch you. Can they? They can really scratch you. Yeah. Uh, don't mess around with koala. They've got those Australian claws animals. that go climbing up the trees. I mean, That's true. I mean, yeah. everything in Australia wants to kill you. Um, you remember that story from, from uh, up in Cairns? Yeah. Remember the stinging tree that I talked yeah. about that got me? Even the tree got you. Even the tree you stung me. I was in ho- I was hospitalized because of a of, of a, a tree. tree. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. This is not doing good for our international listeners. No, no. Well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of Touros up there in Cairns and um, you know, up there in the in the Dane Tree where yeah. I got stung in the Dane Tree. And I remember chatting to a couple of, of Touros from Europe and they're like, you know, Everything in Australia wants to kill you. The animals want to kill you. The plants want to kill you. Everything wants to kill you. And I'm like, yes, that's because we want to keep the population down. We don't want to become like Europe and North America where there's way too many people. We're trying to keep the population down. I hope down, they so knew you don't joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I hope they did. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's, that's springboards. That's springboards into what has been Where happening happening in the land of the free and the, the home of the very, very brave. brave the land of the how did you know I was going to say all that because that's what you say I say that every week <laughs> the land of the free all right let's go to the man who is huge 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 and he's coming closer and closer to securing the a re, the uh, republican nomination. nomination yeah and i mean the trump our, is resounding oh, oh, the trump is <laughs> the trump is about to sound <laughs> resounding yeah lift up the trumpet <laughs> loud let, no let's let's quit let's quit that so that's um, what you see <laughs> <laughs> Shelly's all excited. She's got her Trump flags on her front lawn. Vote Trump, you know, Trump all the way, Trump for Australia. I mean, she is like full on, full on. Go, go, Shell. She might cancel you <laughs> for that. She's about to cancel me. She's about to cancel me. No, um, no, Shell's she, uh, like us. She's waiting for the sound of the real trumpet. Yeah, we're, we're not looking for the sound of the Trump it. We're looking for the sound of the trumpet. That the archangel will 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 share very soon. All right, February twenty three, twenty twenty four, was it? Um, what day was that? Last Thursday, Friday? No, on February twenty two. Okay, February twenty two. That was last Thursday. Uh-huh. The one and only um, Donald Trump addressed the National Religious Broadcasters um, Forum or convention there in Nashville, Tennessee. 
he was invited to address uh, this this massive gathering wow. where all the who's who of the radio and television Christian broadcasters gather there each and every year for their convention. You know, it's a, it's a three or four or five days and they share resources, they listen to speeches and whatever, whatever, right? It's like yep. huge. Uh, yep. I'm not sure why they didn't invite us. You know, <laughs> we're, we're broadcasting, but I don't know, maybe I missed the we're email. Huge. <laughs> we're huge. We're huge in our own eyes, that's for sure. How many listeners have we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's interesting that um, uh, Nikki Haley, she yep. was invited to address uh, the gathering as as well as Joe Biden, and mm-hmm. they refused. You know, they, they didn't want to go for whatever reason. Who knows? Anyway, but Donald Trump, he was there, and even though he was late because there were problems, um, you know, getting getting into the airport because of, of the weather, mm-hmm. away he went. And I am telling you, my friend, he literally, literally was speaking words that are in this book, The Great Controversy. Really? Tell us about this. Absolutely. And he was, he was, you know, that 2025 presidential agenda, yeah. okay, that we've talked about. Yeah, Project where, 2025. Project 2025, where that 900 page document is to be handed to the incoming president who the Republicans are hoping will be a Republican. And from the first day of his tenure on January 20, 2025, he's got his marching order. He doesn't have to ask what to do, how to do it, when to do it. It's all there in those 900 right. pages. Okay. Basically, he was sharing from the script. This was just absolutely mind boggling. Let me just share with you a little bit of what he had to say. Okay. Are you ready for all this? I'm ready. And it's like over an hour. It goes for over an hour. So um, I watched the whole thing. But basically, what he was saying in a nutshell was that he had given the Christians. a lot of power during his first presidential, you know, period, those first four years from 2016 to 2020. He said to them, what I have given to you during those four years is nothing compared to the power that I am going to give to you when I am re-elected wow. <laughs> on November 5 or whatever it is. That's amazing. He says, you haven't seen anything yet. You are going to have that power. That sounds like Trump. This is <laughs> those words sound. Like yeah, he he he's like Washington is not to tell you what to do. You as Christians are to tell Washington what to do. Wow. Literally, he he used he used language like that. He mm. said um, he was the first president to attend the March for Life rally in Washington D.C. The first one, mm. and he talked about the importance of pro-life. He said he's gonna he's gonna do away with this gender business in sports. Really? Men are going to be playing with men. Women are going to be playing with women. Biology is what's going to count. He says you're going to be getting more and more of the Bible. He's going to protect, he's going to put in place laws to protect Christians. He says the left, he calls them the lunatic left. Um, he says they're communists, they're fascists, and so on and so forth. He says he's going to drain the swamp of all that. Um, he, he talked about, he talked about the 300 federal judges that he appointed and the three Supreme Court justices that he appointed. He talked about that Johnson um, Amendment Bill, the, the Johnson Amendment, whereby you know churches and religious institutions cannot endorse political candidates if they want to hold on to their tax-exempt status. He said he's going to get rid of that because he says the churches need to be ready and willing to, to be able to give their input as to who they think should be running the country. They should be able to give 
give um, their voice to politics. Politicians need to listen to the pastors. Wow. The evangelists, the rabbis. He's That's really what he's empowering the Christians. This is, this is from, let me give you the headline from Religion News Service. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they covered it. Check it. This is their, this is their headline. Trump promises a revival of Christian power in speech to national religious broadcasters. Amazing. In a packed hotel ballroom in Nashville, the former president pledged to bring God back into the public square oh. and restore a country he said has fallen apart since he left the White House. Well, we know he's going to say that. This is what he said. He says, if I get in, you're going to be using that power at a level that you've never used it before. Can you believe it? This is what he's saying. With your help and God's grace, the great revival of America begins on November 5. Wow. This is amazing. I'm telling because you. Because all of these things, like whether we don't know how the future will all pan out, but certainly it's all just going right the way the Bible says it would because there has to be, the church would have to be empowered with the connection with government in Absolutely. order for the final Absolutely. events one to more take thing, place. One more thing before we go to our song, and I'm going to share some more. She, he says, the Bible says, Blessed are the peacemakers. I will be a peacemaker and I will be the only president who can say, I am going to prevent World War Three. <laughs> when they say peace and safety, sudden then sudden destruction. And he finishes, well, well, he finished, he said a lot of things, which I'll get to in a little bit because we are, we are moving out of time. Um, but this is, this is how, this is what he says. He says, we have to bring back our religion. We have to bring back Christianity. The pendulum is swinging. The pendulum is, is about am- to swing, amazing. my folks. We really are am. heading there and a whole bunch of other things. that You have to watch that one hour. Yes, It's we just do. incredible. I'm going to share from the GC very soon. Well, let's listen to the Collingsworth family now. Bring to us just one of my favorite songs. It's entitled Redeemer of the Rain. Be blessed. sunny days That the sky above us would never turn gray But life isn't always sunshine We have times that leave us asking why And when the clouds roll in and tears begin to fall There must be a reason for it all. Redeemer of the rain, the Lord will never waste our pain. He brings beauty out of brokenness and hope to our heartache. Healing out of every hurt that invades our shattered world. Trials in vain. He's the Redeemer of the rain. Every problem that we face is lifted by the Father through hands of grace. He'll use the sorrow to draw. Closer to 
that He is always watching over us. Redeemer of the rain, the Lord will never waste our pain. He brings beauty out of brokenness and hope to our heartache. Healing out of every hurt that invades our shattered world. the Collingsworths bringing to us Redeemer of the Rain. Isn't that a beautiful, it is a beautiful message? Song. Like the most dark valleys that we have to walk Amen. through, God is able to bring us through them and bring out beauty from ashes. Well, you're listening to the Looking Up program and now is the time. Now is the time for mm. us to give away the code word. If uh, you're one of the first seven people to text in this code word, you receive the book End Time Living uh, by Pastor Mike Finley, a beautiful book, and you'll be blessed by it. So the code word is, drum roll. <laughs> L-U-24-JESUS. That's right. So you text that in, L-U-24-JESUS, L-U-24-JESUS, to this number, 488 and if you're one of the first seven people to do so, this book is coming to you. LU24Jesus, again, the number 0488-817-624. Amen. Well, we Amen. were talking about some just amazing things that you were sharing from Donald Trump at the um, National Broadcasters, is it convention? Yeah, the National Broadcasters Convention. Yeah, that was Nashville, amazing. Tennessee. And um, because the United States is front and center at the end of time in Bible prophecy. We know that from Revelation 13. We know yes. that this uh, lamb-like beast that begins speaking like a lamb, you know, putting in place laws that are in uh, are very much in harmony with Scripture, very much in harmony with Jesus Christ, yeah. who... Who, who ensure there was a separation between church and state, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, give to God what belongs to God, mm -hmm. this, this power will speak like a dragon. And who's the dragon in Bible prophecy? Well, and if you look at the previous chapter, it's Satan. It's the devil and Satan. And what does the devil and Satan major in? Does he major in freedom of conscience, freedom of religion? No. What does he major in? Everything that's Coercion the and deception. opposite of God. Exactly. Exactly. So that is where we're going. And it's interesting that at this convention... They had hats, and I was sharing this with my friend Shell, and she was like, "No way!" <laughs> but it is um, the, the the they were wearing these um, free red baseball caps uh -huh. that were handed out 
yeah. you know, to whoever wanted one. And the words emblazoned on mm. these red caps, make America pray again. Mm. Make America pray again. Wow. I'm telling you. Revelation 13, sister, you have to read Revelation 13. We, we, can't, we can't just zip past this. Revelation 13, and if you could read beginning in just 11 and 12. Let, let's find out about this make America pray again. Revelation 13, 11 and 12. So this is talking about the United States of America. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes... Sorry, him, what was that word? And causes. causes. Is that another word for make? Yes. Force? Yes. Coerce? Sir. Yes. Carry on, sister, and carry on. causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. Because all true worship is never forced. It's never forced. It's, it's a love response to God. It just comes, if, it, if it's not Behold, voluntary, I stand it's not really worship. What did Jesus say? Behold, I stand, stand at the, the door, door and knock. knock. If anyone hears, hears my, my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Jesus is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself exactly. into anybody's life. He's, exactly. He's waiting to be asked. Exactly. So really, really fascinating. And like I said, I'd encourage our, our, our listeners to go and watch it. It's online. It's there on YouTube. I'm just definitely going to look just, it up. Uh, just Google Donald Trump speech to the… NBC. The Yeah. Well, what do I say? Who are, who were they? The um, the, the religious uh, where broadcasters. Is yeah, national. Yeah, NRC, NRC. NRB. I should say the National Religious Broadcasters mm. um, Convention there in Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. So, and you can watch that. All right, let let me share with you a little of what this book yes, that you us. referred to that yeah. Ellen White had a two-hour vision at a funeral. Uh-huh. 1858. Uh, 1858, okay. I think that's so the correct year. It is, 1858. So that's over 150 years ago. And this book, The Great Controversy, I've got the 1911 edition. And she was on a train ride shortly thereafter and sensed like she was being oppressed, like the devil Absolutely. was trying to take her life. She, I think, had like a stroke or something as yes. well that took place. And um, so He and, did not want this vision shared in a book. But then God later on told her that, Satan would seek to take her out before she could put pen to paper, mm. and um, because because this book really Try. does uncover Satan's methods and tactics. Let me just share with you a little bit of where things are going to be leading to. Okay, because the day of worship, and I'm going to share a couple of statements, uh, a couple of articles on that briefly. Um, but the day of worship uh, will be will be a, a day that will be set aside. Worldwide, it won't necessarily be a day of worship as such. That's not how it's going to be rolled out. It's going to be a day for family, for the environment, for a whole bunch of other things. But eventually, it will be coerced or else. You won't be able to buy or sell, as we read in Revelation 13. Let me just and this spiritualism. That's going to be the glue. That's going to be the game changer at the end of time that I believe is going to bring the both sides together. Both the left and the right are going to come together through the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that are beyond dispute Mm -hmm. because both will be brought to believe that this is from God. So let me just share with you a little here Um, on this. It says, um, those who honor the Bible Sabbath will be denounced. This is from Great Controversy around page 590, What chapter? This is chapter 36, the the impending conflict. I was listening to that. The impending conflict. Those who honor the Bible Sabbath will be denounced as enemies of law and order. And that's what Donald Trump is 
he was sharing, you know, the, the country's in a mess, mm-hmm. you know, cities are unsafe. It's just in an absolute mess. He says, they will be denounced as enemies of law and order, as breaking down the moral restraints of society, causing anarchy and corruption, which is Allah happening in the United States, and calling down the judgments of God upon the earth. We need to bring God back. God is displeased with us, and this is his way of getting our attention. There have been articles on that. That's what Christians are saying in America. All this stuff is happening in our country, these natural disasters, the corruption, the economy, the migrant crisis. It's because we've turned our backs on God. Donald Trump talks about that. We need to get back to God. All right, let's keep going. It says, their conscientious scruples, that is Sabbath keepers, will be pronounced obstinacy, stubbornness, and contempt of authority. They will be accused of disaffection toward the government. And it goes on and says, Ministers who deny the obligation of the divine law will present from the pulpit the duty of yielding obedience to the civil authorities because the civil authorities are going to be putting in place this National Sunday Law in the United States that's going to be rolled out around the world as ordained of God. They're going to be saying this is from God. In legislative halls and courts of justice, commandment keepers will be misrepresented and condemned. And it goes on, and she talks about it. And then, check this out. This is at the end of the the chapter. She says, The dignitaries of church and state will unite. That is what we have right there. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump, a potential president, who is saying, I'm going to be in bed with you, speaking to the Christians, speaking to them. You want to so, unpack that, that metaphor? <laughs> well, we're gonna be we're gonna be on the same page. I am going to be listening to you. You are the one that's gonna be directing traffic as to what happens and doesn't happen in the White House. All right. So when you said in bed, you were really saying in different words. Oh, what I was saying is church and state will unite. All right. Church that's, and state will yeah. unite. All right. That's the bed I'm talking about. <laughs> Just clarifying. <laughs> a bed that will have opposite bedfellows in there that shouldn't be there. That's right. Exactly. So let, 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 let me start that again. Now that we've got the bed sorted out and who's in bed with who. The dignitaries of church and state will unite, notice, to bribe, persuade, or compel all classes to honour the Sunday. Mm. The lack of divine authority will be supplied by oppressive enactments. Donald Trump is saying he's going to bring in laws to so-called protect Christians, but what's going to happen is those Christians will have the power like in the days of Constantine. What Mm -hmm. happened in the days of Constantine? Constantine gave the Christians power, and they used that power to oppress other Christians who were not willing to go along with what they said. History is going to be repeated. It is. I'm probably getting a bit too excited here, but (laughs) Shell says it's okay to be excited on radio, so I'm going to carry on. (laughs) Let's keep going. The lack of divine authority will be supplied by oppressive enactments. Political corruption is destroying love of justice and regard for the truth. And she's speaking, and even in free America, rulers and legislators, in order to secure public favor, so the the masses are going to be driving this, Mm -hmm. the people Mm -hmm. are going to be driving this, will yield to the popular demand for a law enforcing Sunday observance. Liberty of conscience, which has cost so great a sacrifice, will no longer be respected. In the soon coming conflict, we shall see exemplified the prophet's words. 
The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, Revelation 12, 17. That's amazing. And that's written when? That was written in 1911. As in, this is the edition, but this is from that 18... over 100 years ago. Over 110 years ago. This is from that 1858 vision. Mm. Okay, this 1858, the first book came out, I think, in 1884. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next one was updated in 1888. That's when that first Sunday law bill was proposed by Senator Blair, which was rejected. Even the amendment to it was rejected, so it was rejected twice. Mm -hmm. And Seventh-day Adventists were one of the lead campaigners in bringing the objections to to the you know the government there in America that rejected it and so 1888 was the second edition then we've the third edition I should say then in 1911 we have this edition so this is fa- uh, uh, it's phenomenal and so you've got you've got um that taking place now oh boy we only got 3 minutes okay I've got I've got to really scoot along here so Donald I'm going to and he talks about Israel he says I'm going to put Israel back on the map and Christians just love that. There was applause. That's because they're, they're, of their understanding of Bible prophecy. Oh, exactly. They believe it's all going to be happening there in Israel at the end of time. That's where the that's where the epicenter of Bible prophecy will be. That will usher in the coming of Jesus. And we know it's in America. Mm-hmm. They've got it all wrong. We're going to do it. We're going to do Bible we study. We're going to do Bible Wrap study up the on Sabbath study, abs- and then we're going to go there. Well. All right. So. Let me, let me, let me, um, oh, and there's uh, so many other, um, outfits there in America now. Here's one, Center for Renewing America. This is, um, another Christian movement. It's pretty huge in the United States. For God, for country, for community. You know, our mission is to renew a consensus of America as a nation under God with unique interests worthy of defending that flow from its people, institutions, and so on and so forth. Um, it's just amazing. Then you have, um, you know, Kirk Cameron. Who is that? Um, you know, that actor is the actor, yeah, actor. with this guy Glenn Beck on a radio program, and they 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 did an interview there, and part of their interview was uh, Kirk Cameron is saying that the moral decline in the United States is God's divine setup for the nation's spiritual comeback. Wow, that's what he said, Kirk Cameron. You know, on this, on this, on this program, and there's 400 radio stations across the United States. This was February 19, so just the other day. Um, anyway, that was that. And then when when Christians see, you know, there was one. This was Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl Sunday night. There's a Christian pastor in the U.S. and she's kicking a a Bible on the stage. She's kicking that. a Bible yeah. on the stage. On Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That upset a lot of people. I'm telling you. Our friend Nikita, who's here having a bit of a watch and thinking this is a crazy pastor for sure. Um, yeah. And this is this is phenomenal. And this is what one former member of this Crossroads Church, who I don't mind you know, calling out, Crossroads Church there in America, it's a mega church. Mm-hmm. This is what she said. I, she was a, she's a former member. She says, I used to sing on the worship team of this church. I, I actually sat here and cried watching this, seeing mm-hmm. the Bible being kicked by a pastor. Mm-hmm. She goes on, to physically kick the word of God while there are Christians dying over smuggling the yep. Bible into their countries. It's unreal. Yep. And she says, I'm so glad the Lord saved me from the false doctrine that this church teaches. I mean, it doesn't need to teach anything. If I saw a church doing that, if I saw the church's pastor doing that on stage, 
I'm telling you, that is a sad day. Absolutely. So, you want to be in a church where the Word of God is respected, absolutely, and loved absolutely. And So all these things and more are telling us that Jesus is coming soon, so the pendulum's going to swing, and it's going to be a hard swing to the right, just as the Bible predicted. Ah, oh, we're living in amazing times. Well, yes, we are. Let us listen to a song that will draw us heavenward. Draw me nearer is the title of it, Redeemed Ministries. Oh, Lord, song there draw me near a beautiful hymn you're listening to the looking up program and i just want to remind our listeners if you there's still a couple of copies left not many but if you text in the code word lu24 jesus that's the code word text that in no spaces no emojis to this number it's our studio number 0488817624 if you're one of the first seven people to do so then the book end time living it is coming to you as a gift from us um 
we were talking about just some amazing developments in our world. And did you want to share any final comments Look, on that? Uh, there, there is so much more. We could literally spend 10 hours on this program every single week in brief, highlighting uh, these monumental you know, developments that are taking place that are telling us that Jesus is coming soon. But at the same time as as all this rhetoric about getting God back into government is taking place in the United States of America. There is a host of articles that are coming out, be it in secular newspapers or in Christian magazines in connection with the Sabbath. Mm. And they're speaking of Sunday as Mm -hmm. the Sabbath, whether it's for the environment, uh, whether it's for the family, whether it's for people needing to rest from their work and, uh, you know, the unions are also getting involved and so forth. So there's a whole heap of things taking place in that space like just uh, I won't I won't take the time to read it but there was just one um, article that came out in a Roman Catholic um, periodical BC Catholic it's uh, called there from uh, Vancouver mm-hmm. in Canada and the headline remember when every Sunday was a family day mm. so that's the push. You know, that's the push. That's the push. Uh, there's um, another one here. This one from um, just a, a blog post breakpoint uh, from the Colson Center. Do you remember Chuck Colson? He was one I know of the name. yeah Chuck Colson, one of the leading evangelicals. I think he's passed away mm. now, but he was one of the leading evangelicals, and he's got a you know he's got a, a I guess a, a society that he has set up. And it was, um, remember the Sabbath to stop global warming with a question mark. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the, you know, Sunday has been touted as a, as a good day for, for the climate. And that's true, they're saying. But the most important reason why God gave Sunday was not for the climate, it was for humans. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath was made, made for man. For man. They're saying the Sabbath was not, Jesus didn't say the Sabbath was made for climate change. <laughs> the Sabbath was made for man. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying, yes, that is important, um, all these other things, but it's made for, for, for humans. And so what they're saying is we need this Sabbath because God has placed it in our DNA. We have been mm-hmm. created with this seven-day cycle as mm-hmm. human beings and the climate and all the other things will benefit. The soil will benefit. Everything will benefit. The Sabbath was made for humans. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on that first Mm -hmm. and foremost. So it's really, really interesting, all these things that are coming up. So interesting. That's probably enough for today. Well, before um, you uh, just relax too much, (laughs) uh, we've had a listener ask a question, which I think you're the one who can answer it. Christina's listening from Wagga Wagga. It's good to have you joining us. lovely. And she's asking, could you please repeat the Instagram faith account where you quoted the equality bill from, please? Love your show. May God bless you continually. If Thank it's the, the the Instagram was in connection with that uh, vaccine mandate ruling from the Supreme Court mm-hmm. there in the, in Queensland, right? If that's what you're referring to, uh, but I think she's referring to the the religious uh, equality yeah. bill. I think she's referring to the one that we've been talking about. Yep. And you gave where you I can, gave a website. You gave that website where you can contact your Contact your MP, I yep. think it is dot org dot AU. Yeah. Contact your MP dot org dot AU. That's for the equality bill. Yeah, for the equality bill. And there you'll also be able to find I think some information in connection with that. So Freedom mm-hmm. for Faith is another website. Yes. And they'll have information regarding what I read. So Freedom for Faith as well as that other one in connection with uh, contacting your local MP that 
that Sharissa has just read out. So just to clarify, that's n- that's not on Instagram. That's that's a website. That's Instagram. a website. Yeah. So not Instagram. To. It's a website. Thanks, Shelley. Yeah. 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 Well, um, we should pray and begin. Uh, our Bible study focus. Um, But before we do, we actually have also received a prayer request from David, who's listening from Western Australia. It's good to have you listening, David. And he's asked us to pray today for his daughter and her husband as they will be scattering the ashes of their stillborn son, Timothy, tomorrow. Um, He was, yeah, Jenny, his daughter, must have given birth Twenty weeks to a stillborn, mm. and just can't imagine the pain that mm. those parents, this family, are going through. So we definitely want to pray for them as we begin our Bible study. Pastor Danny, would you indeed. pray for this family? Indeed, indeed. Father in heaven, um, we come before your throne of grace now, about to open your Word and to plunge into these beautiful truths, dear Lord, that give us hope. That that wonderful hope, dear Lord that we can trust in your word. This world is falling apart at the seams. We can see that. We know that. We're even experiencing that. And, uh, Father, it's so good to know that your word gives us that hope. And, dear Lord, when it comes to hope, there's no greater hope that you have given to us than the blessed hope, the blessed hope that you are coming. And when you come, dear Lord, you will reunite families. Uh, we, We think of this family right now, David's family, and we pray, Father, that... You will place your arms of love around them. And, Lord, as they grieve the loss of this beautiful uh, little baby, dear Lord, that they have not had a chance to bring up in this world, little Timothy, taken away from them. May they know, Father, that based on the promise of Jesus, he said, I will see you again. I am the resurrection and the life. Do not be afraid, Lord, that one day they will have that precious baby delivered into their arms by those heavenly angels Mm. and there to raise for the rest of eternity. Lord, may the family remain faithful. Mm. Uh, We know that this little baby is safe and secure in your hands of love. And uh, we just pray that the family will remain faithful and look to you and trust in you and look forward to that blessed resurrection and reunion morning. So, Father, bless us now as we move into this Bible study, be especially with Sharissa as she leads out. And may your word speak to our hearts is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, our Bible study today, I told you, is why Satan hates the Sabbath, but also why we need it. And uh, I can think of a number of reasons why Satan would want to attack the Sabbath. Um, positive reasons, because they point us, the Sabbath reminds us about who God is and our Maker. But when you look at the subject of the Sabbath in history, There are many ways where we can see that Satan has tried to attack God's Seventh-day Sabbath. I can see that he's attacked the Seventh-day Sabbath through leading people to worship the sun, the sun, instead of the the creator. And I'm thinking about... The son of God. Yeah, the Mm. son of God. I'm thinking about different ancient civilizations. In Egypt, they worshipped, you know, the sun god, Ra. In Babylon, they worshipped the sun god, Belmarduk. And that, that, just just, just to go, you know, Ra, they they put the sun god's name into the names of the pharaohs, like Ramesses. I didn't realize that's right. Yeah, absolutely (laughs) right there in the the name of the Pharaoh. Yeah. Well, the same sun sun worship was continuing in Persia, Mm -hmm. ancient Greece, Rome. Um, So that's been something throughout history. And you can see how that's a very tactful move of the devil to Mm -hmm. move people away from the creator 
to an object of his creation, the sun. Then, of course, he blended throughout history. We look, we see that there was a blending of sun worship with Christianity. And, uh, you know, we see that happen when church and state came together. And you referenced mm. that under, under Constantine. Constantine. Indeed. And there was a departure. Who was a worshiper of the sun god. That's right. There was a departure from the Bible Sabbath, and it was introduced, Sunday's introduced as a replacement of the Sabbath, supposedly in honor of Christ's resurrection. But if we read in our Bibles, we know in Romans chapter 6, that we see that baptism mm. is a way that believers can commemorate the resurrection of Jesus. That's what we're taught to do in Scripture. Then I see that Satan has led people away from the Sabbath by causing them to not only turn to the sun or to... Um, Think of sun worship in place of the Sabbath, but then they are led to believe that there's no creator at all. Mm. And that's very sad. They believe that this world just evolved out of nothing and over billions and millions of years. And personally, I think it takes a lot more faith to believe that than it does to believe that God made this world in six days. Amen. I just don't have that kind of faith to believe that that could happen without God. Um, then I think that Satan would also keep people too busy to think about the Sabbath or even to experience the blessing of the Sabbath. And maybe you're listening and you've been hearing us talk about the Sabbath, but you yourself have not actually um, been able to keep a Sabbath uh, with Jesus. This is an opportunity for you to really pray about following Jesus and keeping his seventh-day Sabbath and experience the blessing because Satan would want to keep people from that blessing. And the last thing that I could think of here is Satan would want to keep people from God's law because he would tell them, we don't need to keep God's law anymore because mm. we're under grace. One day is as good as another. There's nothing special about the seventh-day Sabbath. So this is all Satan's tactic. And if you look at the Christian world today, has he been successful? I think he's done. He's been pretty successful. Unfortunately, he's been diverting. way too successful. Yeah. yeah. But now's the time for us to study God's truth. Mm, mm. And so uh, when we look at Scripture, and we started doing this last week, we were unpacking why we need the Sabbath and why God made the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a memorial of creation. And Satan hates the Creator, so mm -hmm. that's why he would hate the Sabbath. Uh, maybe we should just remind people again. Let's read over the text: Genesis two one to three. The Sabbath was God's idea, no one else's. It was God's idea, and I don't think God has any bad ideas. His uh, his here in in Genesis chapter two verses one to three, the very beginning before sin, and look at how he sets the Sabbath aside. Would you like me to read please, that? Please, please. So Genesis 2, verses 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Yeah. So every seventh-day Sabbath, I love to take a big, deep breath. Because when I do, I just breathe in that air and I know that this this mm. day is blessed. <laughs> holy like, air. It's like holy <laughs> air. It's a special sacred blessing that God has placed on this particular day mm. and none, none other. And Sharissa, a good yes. point is that whenever God blesses something, it's mm -hmm. blessed forever. Mm. There's nowhere in scripture good where point. God changes his mind where he says, oops, yep. I made a boo-boo. I did bless it originally, but it's no longer a blessing. God doesn't do that. That's right. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't have to reconsider mm -hmm. as we do. And so it's interesting that the Sabbath day is a blessing. 
and the counterfeit. Sunday was a day that God clearly told the children of Israel, do not bow down to the sun, to the moon, to the stars, like the other pagans. And yet the people of God were doing that. And in Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 16, the Bible says, the priests, okay, the religious leaders, they had their backs towards the temple and they were worshipping the, the sun. sun. And guess what? God doesn't call that a blessing. Instead, he calls that an abomination. And whatever God calls an abomination is an abomination forever. Once again, God doesn't That's say, true. oops, you yep. know, yep. my bad, <laughs> my bad. No, 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 no. There's no my bad. God says an abomination is always an abomination. And the first day of the week or any other day of the week set aside for worship yeah. is an abomination in the eyes of God. Only the seventh day Sabbath is blessed and it remains blessed forever, the Bible says. Amen. So anyway, that's Powerful my little point. my little bit on it. Powerful point. I've got here another text, Ephesians chapter three, verse nine. Because while you know the Godhead was all involved in creation, this text highlights something very important and it highlights again why Satan would absolutely hate the seven. Okay. Do you so, want me to read that for please. you? Please. Ephesians three verse nine. Okay. This is what it says. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. Right. So it's a specific memorial to creation, mm-hmm. yes, but it's a memorial to Jesus mm-hmm. and his creative power. Does Satan love Jesus? Hates him Hates with a passion. Him with a passion. He, he would utterly tr- destroy him if he could. That's because Satan wanted to have all the prerogatives yeah. that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, had. Mm-hmm. He wanted to enter into all the counsels of God the Father, mm-hmm. which Jesus Christ, who was God, the Son of God, um, was able to, and he was not able to. And ever since then, he has waged war against Jesus Christ. That's, That's so why it's called the ultimate Antichrist. Yes, Absolutely. And so you can see here the Sabbath is just mm. so totally connected with the worship of Jesus mm. Christ. And if you look at Revelation 14, and we looked at this last week, so we, we don't have to go over it again, but there is, you know, in the three angels' messages, it's like that copy-paste job mm. from the Ten Commandments, the Fourth mm-hmm, Commandment mm-hmm. about the Sabbath. We see there that to worship the Creator, it really means worship Jesus and keep his Sabbath. There's just no two ways about it. Well, let us listen to Anthem Lights now. The invitation medley, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in his wonderful face And the things of Strangely dim In the light of His glory and grace To Jesus I surrender all To Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him In His presence daily Jesus, I have decided. 
excited to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. I surrender all. I Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. And we are live here on the Looking Up program. We're enjoying our time. We're going through our study on... Five o'clock, can you believe it? Ridiculous. We've got a lot to do in the next few minutes. (laughs) Time (laughs) always flies. Time always flies. It does, when you're having fun. And uh, we're here, we're talking about why Satan hates the Sabbath and why we need it, why God knows we need it. And we were just reflecting on how the Sabbath is a memorial to to Jesus' creative power. Mm, And that's why it's also a highlight there in the three angels' message, that last message for a world on the edge of eternity. Every time we worship God on the seventh day Sabbath, it means that we are acknowledging that we don't come here by an accident. <laughs> like we're not over advanced fungi hurtling through cold and meaningless space. No, we are here because of a loving creator who made us. Our life has purpose. And the Sabbath is that temple made in time, which mm. we've often had on this show, that song. It's a temple made of time to remind us we were made in his image. And our greatest satisfaction in life, it comes from being in a relationship with him. Mm. That's why, that's what life is all about. And so uh, all week long, we have the opportunity to make a living, but on Sabbath, we come aside to worship the one who gave us life. And when you think about it, we need the Sabbath, don't we? Amen. Uh, we need we need a break from the rat race of this life to just plug in and to connect with our Savior, with our Maker, in a very personal, very, very practical way, in a very real way. So well, the Sabbath, is it really corrects our perspective. Indeed, and... You know, we've shared this before. It's probably worth mentioning again, but when the French Revolution took place there in France and they basically kicked God out Mm -hmm. of the country because they were sick and tired of, you know, the church and the state being in bed together. You know, we all understand what that means now. I don't need to explain (laughs) that. Um, And so, you know, the kings and the the priests, they all headed to the guillotine. And so in response to that, the pendulum swung. You know, yes. which is where we are today, but we know the pendulum's going to swing the other way. But it's interesting that the French, in order to go as far away from the God of the Bible as they possibly could, they instituted a 10 day week. That's right. Because the seven day week, there's no other reason other than God gave it. 
That's I right. Mean, there's, there's we a have reason. a reason for the month, a yep. reason for the year, and a reason, a reason for, for the, the day. day. Yeah. But not the week. But not the week. And so they instituted a 10-day week, and the 10-day week went for some time. I can't remember whether, how long it was, how many months, or was it a year or two. But they literally had to scrap the 10-day week because it, they filled up the mental institutions. Hmm. They just filled them up. The people were just not able to cope with a 10-day week. Hmm. You know, work for nine days and then rest for one day. They just could not do that. So they That's had to amazing, go back to a seven-day week. That's amazing. That's even in our DNA. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> the Sabbath. Well, it's called a septa septa something rhythm. Yeah. I can't exactly, I can't pronounce the the name, but it's um yeah, it's been scientifically proven that we, along with um you know many other critters out there, yeah, are created with a seven day cycle. It's true. I had a friend who um, she lives in Adelaide now, and she before she became a Sabbath. Keeper before she became a Seventh Day Adventist, she uh, was studying the Bible about the Sabbath, and she noticed that there was this spider who spun a web across the pathway outside her home every day of the week. She'd have to break the cobweb, but when Sabbath came, there was no web. No way! And she couldn't believe it. She wa- she checked it, and every Sabbath that. The spider didn't spin a web, so she called it the Sabbath-keeping spider. Oh. It's interesting that you say that because we had John Ashton on the breakfast show um, in January. The segment that he did was about animals keeping the what? What did you call it? The cycle? Scepter something. The, the rhythm. scepter, scepter something rhythm. But yep. something and that, seven. And that it is being seven. Yeah, yeah, in animals, it exists. There is a a cycle as well, and they have wow. they they act very differently on the seventh day than they do. And that they, they've been able to notice patterns. Well, God used that to reach my friend, and that wow. was, that's how she became. She that reminds me of that miracle story, the Seventh Day Ox. Have you read that mm. book, the Seventh Day Ox? Have it's you, such you, a cool story. It's a cool story of a Seventh Day Adventist minister, I believe, from Russia that is sent up into Siberia because of his faith, and it's just an incredible story what he goes through. The Seventh Day Ox. You want to Google that? Buy it. You can probably buy it at a you know Adventist Book Center somewhere. Maybe um, we'll give it away next week. We should. Can, yep, we can do that. Do we have that book? <laughs> oh wow, the Seventh Day Ox. Boy, oh boy, you want to have your fingers ready to <laughs> type in the code word when we do that. Do we have any more books? Just, to give away? just a couple, not many. We okay. All right, there you go. So anyway. That's for next week. But yeah, yeah, really, really fascinating. That is fascinating. Well, you can see why Satan hates the Sabbath because it reminds us of our creator. But not only that, he hates the Sabbath because it also reminds us of who's really in control of this mm, universe, amen. who has the right to rule it. And let's read a verse about it, shall we? In Revelation chapter 11. And um, I'm just going to pick here verses 15 and 16. Uh yeah, verses 15 and 16. All right, this is what it says. Revelation eleven fifteen and 16. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God. Isn't that amazing? Like the That's whole awesome. universe by this planet <laughs> accepts the authority of God and they worship him. Amen. And even in the heavenly sanctuary, the temple of God, you see John, he looks into that most holy place and what does he see? The Bible tells us in Revelation he sees the ark of his covenant and inside the ark is the law of God. Mm. This is incredible because uh, it's just a reminder that God's governing authority, it is based on his law 
and that law reveals his love. Mm. And the Sabbath is a very distinct feature of God's law of love. As we talked about last week, that the law of God, the Sabbath, contains the seal of God. It contains his name, his title, and his territory. Mm. Amen. And if I read here Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, I can read got it. Yes, I do. Revelation says, twelve seventeen. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. All right. That's great controversy stuff right there. You see two sides yeah. warring. We, we quoted that we did. scripture at the end of that at the end of that epic chapter, the impending conflict. We did indeed. And so in a world where there is so much lawlessness, we see that by keeping the seventh day Sabbath, it's a sign that we accept God's authority in our lives. And the wonderful thing about when you read the back of the book here in Revelation, mm. you see that God actually has a people in this world mm. that's gone to chaos <laughs> in this world before Jesus comes back who will choose the authority of Jesus mm. over their lives and not the authority Amen. of Amen. any other power. They want to follow Jesus. And so that's why Satan's so mad in Revelation 13. Mm. He moves for lawmakers to pass laws that will prevent people from being able to freely keep God's commandments, freely observe the Seventh-day Sabbath. In fact, if they do so, it's the mark of the beast crisis. They'll be stopped from buying and selling and, and eventually. Even their lives will be at risk. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, you can see why he absolutely hates the well, Sabbath. Well, that's because Jesus said, John 10, 10, I have come to give them life and give them the abundant life, mm. whereas the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. He hates God. He hates the blessings of God. He hates those who were created in God's image, which is all of us. He hates us. And so the best way to destroy mm. us is to destroy the image of God. And part of that image of God is that Sabbath rest <sighs> that we enjoy each and every day. You're going right where I wanted to oh, go wow. next. I yeah, must, that's I must be a prophet. No. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> but, a false but, prophet. <laughs> but, but he hates the Sabbath, as you were saying there, because it destroys the image of mm, God. Indeed. And the Sabbath is a symbol of our relationship mm. to Jesus, personally and then corporately as, as the community hey, of faith. I've just had a thought. Really? Should I share it? I don't know. <laughs> Pass it through all your filters. Okay. <laughs> There's all not right, many. I've got no filters. Oh, no. <laughs> the image of God. Yes. Okay. In Revelation 13, there's an image, image that is erected to the beast. To the, beast. Yep. the beast is Satan's counterfeit, Satan's front man for yep. how he seeks to receive worship. Whereas the image of God that we have in Genesis 1 that we were created in is God's image in us, mm. you know, God's precious image in us. And Satan wants to destroy that yes. and erect his own image. And that's also in Daniel 3. There's an image that's yes. erected there, and that's in connection with worship, and it's forced worship, and there's a penalty. I'm telling you, all the pieces line up. That was a good thought. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the one. Lord. So uh, I, was, I was worried about what Sharissa was going to say. I held my breath <laughs> and I was about to do the Malenkov. I was stressing. <laughs> well, you know. Th that's the Malenkov. That's amazing. You can see how, how much significance yeah, the Sabbath is, has as you just joined all those dots there for us. It's intensely personal. Mm. You know, uh, when you think about it, a seventh of our lives, if we were to keep, mm. us, keep the seventh day Sabbath, our whole lives, the se a seventh of our entire life, is holy time spent with Jesus. Mm, amen. What a blessing. Amen. And I oh. I found I found the the name yeah. of that rhythm. 
It's called Circa Septon. Okay. Circa Septon Rhythm. And basically, people can just Google that. It's a rhythm. It's a cycle consisting of seven days yep. in which many biological processes of life revolve. Here's another in- interesting fun fact. They've done a study on Jews. Yep. Okay. The Jews, uh, Orthodox Jews keep the seventh day Sabbath. And they discovered that the death rates fell on Sabbath over a 10-year period. Amazing. Less people died on Sabbath in Israel than any other day of the week over this 10-year period. That's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Well, I know that Shell was sharing with us something amazing as well the other week, and maybe we can ask her to go for it, Shell. fill us in on this. Yeah, um, I don't have the all of the details of the gentleman who shared it, but there was a pastor that was sharing in one of his sermons and has kind of gone viral amongst uh, Sabbath keepers because we've been really... Um, encouraged by it so he was a non-sabbath keeper but he was just very very blown away by the fact that the seventh Adventists who do keep the sabbath are are known for living 11 years longer than Mm. other christians than other other humans and so he was trying to figure out why and yeah the the average lifespan of a, a american uh, person and I don't know who else is seventy seven years, uh-huh. and mm. yeah, and he said if you do the math, you that seven percent of a of uh, that one seven, one seven. That, that one the, yeah that's right is that a, percentage of your your keeping of the Sabbath equals eleven years. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Seven so, times eleven is seventy seven. So God gives us mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Every one of those Sabbaths that we've we've shared with him, he mm. gives us back, and we get to live the that that much longer, but, yeah, as a reward, I guess. And and he was seeing that as just uh, a test of faithfulness, you know, for somebody who doesn't even believe in the Sabbath. He's like, it's an uh-huh. amazing thing that you can see that these people are being faithful yeah. to what they believe in. God is giving it back to them. That's amazing. I just love that. God is so good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've got another verse here, Pastor Danny. Could mm-hmm. you read Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25? Because, you know, the Sabbath brings us back together. It's, you know, you can keep it at home, but you'll gain an extra blessing if mm. you keep it Amen. With, in fellowship. Amen. Amen. Nothing like sweet fellowship. Hebrews 10, 22 to 25. 23 to 25. <laughs> Sorry, 23 to 25. Yeah. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. I love that part. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as we see the day approaching. Amen. So go to church on the Sabbath. Mm. And when you go to church, we should be looking for people to bless because it's a day to inspire others. It's a day to assemble together. If you don't come together, you just it's just something about worshiping God with people who want to worship him too mm, on the seventh amen. day Sabbath. And then we should use the Sabbath to encourage one another, to sing hymns, to visit the sick, to bring food to those who don't have any, to sing in the nursing home, to do Bible studies, to visit shut-ins, to encourage one another on a nature walk. There's so much you can do on the Sabbath to experience the blessing. Well, let's listen to Ali and Leighton bring to us Sabbath song. And then we will continue with just these final thoughts because time is up.
And bringing to us Sabbath song, and it brings us sadly to the end of our broadcast today. It's always a sad moment when we have to say au revoir. Yeah, well, not quite yet. Well, Dovigenia in, in, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, Serbian. Yeah, or just goodbye. Or ciao. Yeah, yep, that's right. Well, we <laughs> we'll just say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Look. Um, Adios, amigos. Yep, there you go. You're, you're really on a roll, aren't you? Yeah, it's three, three that are there, I'll quit. Oh, look, we've been talking about the Sabbath, but as we um, sign off, let's share some final thoughts with our listeners of things that stand out to us about the Bible study that we've been stepping through. I have one. Do you want to share first? Yeah, I've got one. Um, just following on from Hebrews. Yeah, We're in Hebrews chapter 10 and you know, encouraged not to 
forsake the assembling of ourselves, even more so as we see the day, capital D, approaching, yeah. Yeah. which we can clearly see. So we ought to be fellowshipping and encouraging one another and praying together and studying God's word together and so on and so forth. In Hebrews chapter 4, uh, here I believe the author being the Apostle Paul, he's quoting from the commandment. And he says, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. Mm -hmm. And God, I'm reading in verse 4, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Mm. So he's he's quoting from the fourth commandment very clearly there. And he's obviously quoting from from Exodus chapter 2. And then he goes on a little later in verse 9 and he says, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Mm. For he who has entered his rest, capital H, that's God, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Mm. So Christ ceased from his work. He rested in the grave. He's inviting us to rest in his in in his sacrifice, in his gift of salvation. And that's what the Sabbath is. Yes. The Sabbath is a symbol of the gift of salvation. Do you earn your salvation? No. Mm-mm. It's a free gift. Mm-hmm. You're saved by God's grace through faith alone, in Christ alone. And the Sabbath reminds us not only of our Creator God, but it reminds us that we are saved by grace. There's Amen. nothing we can through add faith. to that through faith. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful gift from God. So, yeah. yeah, we're invited to enter into that rest. And just along those exact same lines, it's a symbol then of our faith in Christ when Amen. we keep it. Because Satan's not threatened by the fact that we don't work. Like, he couldn't no. care less. Exactly. But he is threatened when we rest in Christ. <laughs> and he is absolutely threatened Come by that. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Yes. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Absolutely. And I, I, that's powerful what you just shared there. And I'd just like to share this too as um, we reflect on the Sabbath. You know, it's a, every seventh day invites us into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And we need the Sabbath. I know I need the Sabbath. We don't just keep the Sabbath. But in keeping the Sabbath, the Sabbath keeps mm, us. I like that. Yeah, and Satan does That's not beautiful. want us to be That's kept beautiful. by God mm. on his seventh-day Sabbath through the seventh-day Sabbath. He doesn't want us strengthened by our worshiping him um, on the seventh day. And so we want to encourage all of our listeners. Maybe you've not ever experienced a Sabbath with uh, people who keep the Seventh-day Sabbath, we want to encourage you, go to your nearest mm. Sabbath-keeping church and look them up, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Look up your local Seventh-day Adventist Church and join them this Sabbath mm. and experience uh, corporate worship of the Creator God on the Seventh-day. There's just nothing like it. Like it's There's something special about keeping God's Seventh-day Sabbath, and you'll experience that Sabbath blessing and that especially God that, infused on that day. Especially at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist <laughs> Church. Well, actually, don't go there this Sabbath. <laughs> well, you can, you can, but we have a church camp this week. Okay. But there will be a sermon there. Just not everyone will be there. But yes, go to your nearest church. Or go to, go the to Newcastle, Hamilton. Go to the Newcastle University Church where I'm a pastor in the yeah, Bulleroo Seventh-day Adventist right. Church. And we'll feed you this week at Newcastle <laughs> University go. Church. Basically, wherever you go, whichever Absolutely. church you go to, you'll be experiencing a blessing by fellowshipping with like-minded believers. Well, would you close with a very quick prayer? Father in heaven, we thank you for the blessing. Bless us throughout the course of this week. Until we meet again, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. And as we part, remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up and may God bless you all. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, 
Don't give up should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me you have a Bible question? Join me, Lyle Southwell, after the five o'clock news every Thursday during Afternoons with Shell for biblical answers to all the questions from our Faith FM listeners, including you. Our commitment? We will leave no Bible question unanswered. So send in your questions to The Shell Show on 0488-880-856. Here am I, Lord, be my master for today. Here am I, Lord, is what he wants to hear us say. Here am I, Lord, what would you have me do? Here am I, Lord, I want to live my life for you. Prepare yourself for life in any way you can. Work for an education so you can be a successful man. But no matter how far you get in your life from day to day, it all amounts to nothing until you finally say, Here am I, Lord, be my master for today. Here am I, Lord, is what he wants to hear us say. Here am I, Lord, what would you have me do? Here am I, Lord, I want to live my life for you. Only riches can make you king The power you can possess You feel can bring you everything But you search and search for happiness And then you wake up some bright day And realize that you are nothing And you know it's time to say Here am I, Lord Be my master for today Here am I, Lord Is what he wants to hear us say Here am I, Lord What would you have me do? Here am I, Lord I want to live my life for you 
Here am I, Lord. I want to live my life. 